You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Should be doing. This is part two, and that's something you need to hear. And as usual, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. Stay tuned. No. Why not? Do or do not. There is no try. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is happening, people? It's David Wright. We are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. It's kind of an off day, ain't it? It is an off day. Well, yeah, we're, we're doing an off day. Um, unfortunately, I typically will record on Fridays. Right. And unfortunately, I had uh, two birthdays, my own and my wife's. That's and not unfortunate. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. And then my um, my son had his wisdom teeth out Friday, which kind of booked me for the day. Okay, so, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fortunate because it needed to be done. Fair but, enough. Uh, He's he's doing pretty well. So yeah, thanks for being here, people. Yeah, on an on an off day for us, but that's okay. Um, we're going to be finishing up today as as um, we started the secrets of motivation last time and just ran out of time because there's just a lot of information to share. So we're here in the podcast Detroit Northville Studios. Matt is with me as usual. Thank you. Making things happen in the booth. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are. We're definitely live. We are live. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of live, hold on. We always like to hear this one. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can go write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> We're doing it live. Yep. <laughs> so let me tell you where to find me, everyone. You can catch me or look for me on my website, MotorCityHypnotist.com. And on social media, on Facebook and YouTube, Motor City Hypnotist, on Twitter, Motor City Hypno, and also on Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And if you would like to contribute financially to this show, I do have a Patreon account under Motor City Hypnotist. And again, I know I've explained this in, in the past episodes. Uh, Patreon is a site for creators uh, that gives listeners an opportunity to, to donate to the show, just helps us keep doing what we're doing. And if you if you contribute, there, there are a couple different tiers. And even on the first tier, you'll get one of these T-shirts. And I don't know which camera. We're on Facebook Live right now, but I'm just going to show it all around. Uh, also, nice coffee mug. I'll show that up to the cameras as well. Yeah, so um, that helps us out and it helps you to contribute to the show. And and also, um, at, on a certain tier, um, you can plug something or, or, you know, have us give us a – I will give you a shout-out on the show. And – that would be cool too. So if you're interested in that, look me up. Any donations are greatly appreciated. As usual, every episode, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. I just do that for all of my listeners and you can grab that anytime you want. That link will be in the show notes. And the most important thing to help me out is just wherever you listen, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, is subscribe to the show and leave a review. 
that just gives me more visibility, helps the show get out there. And of course, we want uh, we want to grow the show. So that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Absolutely. This episode of the Motor City Hypnosis Podcast is brought to you by Banner Season. Online marketing is saturated and people rarely open their emails. Are you in sales or does your business market to customers? How do you connect with family, friends, and clients? Banner Season takes your marketing into the real world by delivering kindness and thoughtfulness directly to your clients physically. Imagine the excitement of your family, friends, and customers as they receive personalized cards and gifts in their mailboxes. Go to BannerSeason.com forward slash fantastic and begin today to express kindness and make connections with others. Again, that's BannerSeason.com forward slash fantastic. And again, as always, a disclaimer on that, I'm an affiliate for that program, so it doesn't affect you in any way, but just so you know, I do get part of the proceeds for that. So yeah, check it out. It's a, it's a great program. I use it. Uh, again, helps you keep track of birthdays, anniversaries, special dates, and things just get sent automatically, which is great for you and great for the people receiving your stuff. Perfect. Awesome. So it is winner of the week time. All righty. So this story comes out of Nashville, Tennessee. And it, actually, it's very recent because it was actually today. It was dated September 6th, 2020. So, and not that we use, use stories from a year old, but, but typically by the time we, we record, it's maybe a week or so uh, in the past. But this story. Fresh off the headlines. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's hot off the presses. So let me start. Um, I'll just read, I'll just read it as it is. Cause that way you'll, you'll get the full story. A manager at a Kroger grocery store in Nashville hired a woman who had been sleeping in its parking lot for a year. Lashenda Williams told USA today that she had been battling drug addiction and had been spending the nights in her car at a Nashville Kroger after driving around different locations during the day. Hmm. I would lean my seat all the way back so no one would see me because, you, you know, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there, Williams told today. At the end of last year, Jackie Van Vandal, Vandal it's V-A-N-D-A-L. I don't want to call her Vandal because that would be fine. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it's Vandal. It's like dumbass. Yes, no, it's exactly. Dumas. <laughs> Dumas. Jackie Vandal, a hiring manager at Kroger, noticed Williams and encouraged her to attend an upcoming job fair. With some help from Vandal, Williams spent a few hours filling out the application. Once Vandal saw the message indicating she had successfully applied, Vandal hired her on the spot. Wow. It's been, I've been here actually this month. The 10th will be 10 months. You know, it's a great day, exclaimed Williams. <laughs> so she's been there 10 months now. Williams' happiness overflows her smile from ear to ear. Um, I love it. I get excited every day to come in. I can't wait to see the workers who I work with. I can't wait to see the customers, said Williams. Her positive attitude has been a blessing to the staff, too. Vandell told WKRN, she's a fantastic worker. I wish I had 120 of her. We are so lucky to have Lashenda as part of our Kroger family. Her uplifting spirit is contagious. She has made such a positive impact on her fellow team members and so many customers as well. 
Melissa Eads, a corporate affairs manager for Kroger, told Today. William says it's easy to be enthusiastic after everything that has happened. I've been sleeping in a parking lot and looking for something to eat. Now all my babies... Well, this might be a misprint. Now all of my babies are here to love on me. I'm assuming she's talking about her co-workers. Right. Yeah. No one abuses me. No one calls me dumb and stupid. For the first time in my life, I finally have peace, Hmm. Williams told USA Today. That's awesome. Yeah. So this Kroger manager noticed her, you know, homeless and sleeping in her car and it's like, hey, I'm going to hire you. Right. She had a job. So for Jackie Vandell. You are our winner of the week. Well done. That's how winning is done. No, not 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 a terrible <clears throat> thing to have some, uh, you know, the union backing you up too in the in the grocery. Well, uh, sure, market. yeah, yeah. No. And, just, and just again making you know you're making a steady paycheck. Yeah. I, and I know I, that one of the things when I started this podcast, I, I had this idea that we were going to look at positive stuff. Because, again, I want this to be something that's helpful and positive and uplifting for people. So mm-hmm. when, when I came up with Winner of the Week, and I know probably a lot of shows do that, but after all, let's say that that media is te- media tends to be negative. Really? Really. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yeah. I've, I mean, I, I've never heard most that Most of the stories we hear, and, if, and, and you guys know, you watch the news. <laughs> It's all, you know, of it's, course, that's what news is. It's crime. It's, it's things the that have happened, things yeah. that are happening in the country. I, I mean, it's just a lot of stress and anxiety. In fact, I just heard on, on a news report yesterday mm. on um, uh, the news station, uh, WWJ, yeah. yeah, that the incidences of anxiety and stress-related disorders have skyrocketed since this pandemic has begun. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I see it in my office every day as I see clients. The the everybody is stressed. Everybody is feeling anxious, and and that leads to depression. So mm. so again, there's just a lot of 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 I, I guess bad going on. Right. And it's just great to hear positive stories that there are people out there who are still doing cool things and honestly doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so that that's kind of the the genesis of this winner of the week. I just want to give people something good and have them feel good about it. That's great to, you know, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that, yeah that's exactly. cool and all. Well, yeah. The content, that the context yeah. of it is just sharing good news. They make you yep. feel good about yes. what people are doing with each other. And, and it gives and you hope, hope and humanity, yeah. if that makes sense. It does. It does. Because sometimes we lose that hope. I, I, let's I, face it. I leave here every time after a show with, uh, with you, Mr. Wright. Yes. With hope. Well, that, well, then my job is done. Well, then what the f- are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, that's good to hear, Matt. And, and hopefully everybody else is getting that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's get to our subject this week. Yeah, part two, yeah. Back to it. So we started last week on motivation. And I just want to review a couple of things that we hit on to kind of catch up. And, and there, just, there was too much information to get in in one show. So I'm going to make sure that I, that I give you all of the information for this because I think it's important. I, I know that let's go back and what we were just mentioning. There's a lot going on right now. People are stressed. People are are. are feeling the pressure of this pandemic and and there are a lot of negative things going on and it's hard to get motivated even just working out now i mean honestly if you're here in the michigan area 
you know that the gyms have been closed for for months. So even people who who want to work out, they might think, "Well, I don't have a gym to go to," and and that's great. And and there, there are ways if to, to and, and I don't want to say you don't need a gym. Gyms are ideal, but you know you could work out in your own home. I mean, um, you know, any anything to get you moving. Mm-hmm. And and so so I, I want to be able to 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 give you some some tips to motivate you to do these things that. Sometimes we make excuses for. I'll be honest. Hmm? I do the same thing. Well, yeah. You know, I'll, you know, I'll say to myself, you know what? I should work out today. And actually, I, I, I was, I was gung ho when the pandemic started in March. I was riding Mm -hmm. my recumbent bike. You know, I have have a static recumbent in the house, Uh and I was doing five miles a day during lunch, and I did it for two weeks, and then the bottom fell out, and I got lazy. And just recently, I went out and got one of those ab roller things where you kind of helps you with the push up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a push up, but it rolls out in front of you. Exactly. So, and, and some yoga, you know, the yoga mat and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. So, I'm starting to get back into it. Good. But it's tough to recommit. Yes. So, yeah. And, and it's like anything else, you, you have to make it a habit. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. <laughs> that, that was for Matt. <laughs> So let me let me review a couple of things that we hit. We talked about motivation and we talked about the whole concept of at some point the pain of not doing something becomes greater than the pain of doing it. And again, I used an example and I'll repeat that example. When I was in college, I typically my pattern was unfortunately or fortunately, I mean I got through it, but you know, if I had a final exam, I didn't feel the pressure to study for it until, let's say, uh, 16 hours before that exam. <laughs> Only? Yeah. <laughs> so off, I, I would often do all-nighters, and as did a lot of my friends who were in the dorm with me. Mm. And, and that's probably not the ideal way to do things. But, but the point of that is that the pain of not doing it became greater at that moment. Than, than the pain of doing it. So I had to take action. You're forced into action. And this can happen – you know, I, I'll use an example. I have a good friend of mine who is not even 50 yet. He's a bit younger than me. And uh, I got a call maybe had to be earlier in the year, probably the beginning of the year, that he had suffered a, a major heart attack, like like a like a severe, they, the whatever they call the widow maker is, is what he experienced. So I talked to him after he was back home from the hospital and he said, yeah, he said, I, I know I've been not eating right. I know I've not been, been doing the things I should be doing. And shout out to Chris if he's out there. I'm, I'm, you know, um, he's doing, he's doing better now, of course, but, Good. but it's one of those things where now he has to make change because he's been forced into it. And, and luckily for him, this wasn't a, it was bad, but you know, for, Fortunately, he survived, and now he has the opportunity to start making these changes. Okay. So sometimes things happen that force us to make change, and sometimes those aren't the, the most ideal situations, of course. Mm. So we talked about the essence of motivation, you know, um, and the biggest thing that we hit on is that motivation comes after you start a behavior, not before. And I used, I used the uh, quote from author James Clear. His quote was, I like to refer to this effect as the physics of productivity because this is basically Newton's first law applied to habit formation. Objects in motion tend to remain in motion. Once you begin a task, it is easier and faster to keep it moving forward. So so we hit on that and, and the, the big takeaways from last time are to start something, whether it's in, in – I, I know Matt and I talked to, – to start just small – 
if you need to, if your if your goal in your mind is to lose fifty pounds, don't think about fifty pounds. Think about one, right? One pound. Focus on that first, and you just take it in small chunks. Um. So so that's the big thing. Then we went through a few examples of of people who have specific habits or schedules. Uh, they the, that's the schedule is their habit. And a couple of names we threw out there were Maya Angelou, Michael Chabon, Stephen King, C.S. Lewis. I know those are a lot of writers. But for them to write, they have a specific schedule. They have it set that they do the same thing every day. Okay? Got it. So then we got into steps to get motivated. The first step is make steps easy. You know, uh, don't start, don't try to do the whole thing at once. Make it make it manageable make it make it so that you're going to be successful because you want to you want to get that reinforcement that positive reinforcement the routine should take you closer to the goal you're working on so again if you want to lose weight and you lose a pound you're closer to your goal that will motivate you to continue and again we finished on step 3 last time do the exact same things every time and again the main purpose of your routine is to do it every time so that it becomes a habit that is the biggest thing. Hmm. So let's move on into, into how, how do we make this happen? How do you make this consistent so that you stay with it and that you can feel motivated all of the time? So I'm going to go back to the author, James Clear. He's got a great thing. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to, just as I did last time, I'm going to give you a link to my Secrets of Motivation ebook. And, and a lot of the information that I t- that I put into this ebook was from James Clear, but he gives the three R's of motivation. The first one, first step is reminder. That's the first R, the trigger that precedes the habit. So if you're trying to build a habit, what's the trigger that 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 makes you start to take action? So I'm just going to use very simplistic examples here. If you're at a traffic light. Your goal is to get through this at some point and move forward. So the trigger is when the light turns green. Okay. You know, as soon as the light turns green, you go. It's just, and I know this is very simplistic. So, but hang with me because something as simple as that has become habit. You don't, most of the time, again, when we're driving, we don't think about it. Mm-hmm. We've done it so much. Behaviors are automatic. Mm-hmm. You Those, just do it. Thumbs the rules, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's, you, you've done it so many times. It is automatic. The second R in James Clear's three R's of motivation is routine, the action you take, the habit itself. For example, you drive through the intersection. That's the habit. The green light's the trigger. Driving through the intersection is the habit. And that happens thousands, if not millions of times in your lifetime. And the reward, that's the third R, is the result from doing the task. So, your light turns green, you drive through the intersection, you're closer to where you want to be or where you're trying to get to. So transfer those three R's into your own life as far as what your goal might be. The trigger for you might be, um, I feel bad. I, I physically, I, I just feel bad because of, of either how heavy I am or how I'm feeling because of what I'm eating. There's a trigger that's causing you to reevaluate what you need to do. The routine is the action you take. Okay, I'm going to work out for 10 minutes today. And the result from doing that is that you feel better and you lose a pound or two. 
So again, these are all very small steps, but think if you continue this Mm -hmm. and you extend that habit instead of five or 10 minutes, it becomes 20, 30 minutes and it just builds on itself. And eventually whatever that goal is for you, you're getting closer every time. And that gives you motivation to continue. Anybody who's done any type of weight loss or tried to, (laughs) I'll, I'll just say it simply. It's not easy. No. It, it. And there are a lot of there are a lot of fads. There are a lot of diets out there, mm-hmm. and that's not how it works. It, it 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 most people it doesn't work for them, right? Because they they don't understand their body chemistry, mm-hmm. their, their their own physicality, yeah. and, and what their what it takes for their own body to, I, I would say, almost succumb to a workout and how it's re- going to react to it. Yep, and it's human nature, and I'll admit this 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 goes for me as well. You want to, most of the time we want to take the easy way. Mm-hmm. We want the easiest way to do it. Give me a pill. Yep. Give me a pill. Let me do this diet for two weeks and it'll fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I ain't listening to you no more. Yeah. Right. It's, but, but that's kind of our nature. We want the easiest route there. And, and to make change and to do things that are good for you, it's, it's a lot of work sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, it's important to get motivated and turn these things into habits. Hmm. So we're going to talk about to help you, to help you focus on achievable goals. And that's the important thing here because we've, we said in, in prior episodes, taking on everything at once is too much. You're going to get burned out. You're just going to do it for a short time and then just you're not going to do it anymore. Right. Stop it. That, that's what happens. So we want to talk about what James Clear calls, and, and actually this didn't come from him, and, and this principle has been out there in one form or another. It's called the Goldilocks principle. So we all know the story of the three bears that we learn as children. Mm-hmm. Goldilocks comes into the house. She tries the porridge that's too cold. The porridge is too hot. Then she finally finds the one that's just right. Correct. This principle applies to what we do as far as just the right amount so I'm going to talk about table tennis for a minute, table which, tennis. which we call ping pong. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I, I, I think I know a little bit about the subject, yes. Or any game. <laughs> we, can, we can apply this to any, any activity that you're participating oh. in as far as a game. Table tennis. You and me, man. Yeah. Let's go. Um, if you and, – and here's – this harkens back to college as well because we, we had a big ping pong table on our dorm lounge <laughs> nice. that we used, to, we used to mess with all the time. Yeah. Uh, it it was it was fun <laughs> at times. It could get heated as well. I was gonna say. Content- I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> so think about ping pong or table tennis, whatever term you want to use. If you play and you're playing somebody who is exceptional, and you have no chance to win, mm-hmm. that's not going to be fun for you. Right. You're gonna you're gonna play for a few minutes and just think this this is this doesn't work. I quit. This is a waste of my time. This is a waste of time because there's no way I can beat this person. On the opposite end, if you're playing somebody that's never held a paddle before mm-hmm. and you can easily win every single point, right. it's not a challenge for you. Right. So you're also gonna get bored and just quit. So the important thing is to find that just right amount, that that challenge that is just right for you. Now, if you play somebody with equal ability equal mm-hmm. skills now you get excited because there's a chance you could win or lose right and that keeps you engaged and and you can see that in professional sports i, I mean the more equally matched t- 
teams are, the better the games are. It's it's just more exciting. It it just gets it's the it gets more involved. There's there's a lot more emotion involved with it. So the important thing about this Goldilocks principle is do a task that's manageable. It challenges you a little bit, but it's still manageable. That way, if you win or lose, the process itself is what keeps you engaged, if that makes sense. It does. Yep. So don't do something that's well beyond your skill set. This <laughs> uh, Home improvements. A lot of us are homeowners. <laughs> I'm and sorry. I don't know, Matt, if you've gotten into situations where I can do this. Yeah, you're touching on a really uh, really sore <laughs> subject. Yeah, yeah. And you get in the midst of it, and you're like, I'm, I'm way, way, way over my head. head. Where's my checkbook? Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> it's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. Hey, it's all ball bearings nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it might be all ball bearings, but I've gotten into situations where I just have been like, oh, I'm in over my head. Now <laughs> I have to have, to have somebody come in and fix what I've screwed up. Where's my checkbook? Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And some things... Let's say that some things that are really overwhelming, I found that let me pay the professional who knows how to do this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be quicker. It's going to be done right. And it takes the stress off of me. Now, let's look at something that you do have capability to do, but challenges you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're learning something. Maybe you're working on something that, that is a little bit difficult, but you can still do it. That gives you some reward. That gives you some satisfaction. Hmm. So measurement is the main motivating force. So really, and I'm going to read a quote here. To put it more clearly, two of the most critical parts of peak motivation are tackling an ideal challenge and getting instant feedback on the progress you're making on that challenge. Mm -hmm. And think about that. It's a challenge, but you're pretty sure you can accomplish it. It doesn't mean it's not going to be difficult or that you're not going to have to work hard. But as you make steps towards achieving this goal, you feel good because you know you're advancing. And that's the the best way to look at motivation as far as how to make that a habit. Don't do something that's too easy. Don't take on something too hard. Make it just right, but it challenges you enough to keep you engaged. Hmm. That makes sense? It makes a lot of sense to me. One of the last things that I want to emphasize is that if you want to be motivated, if you want to accomplish things, it's who do you associate with? And when I say associate with, are your friends motivated, um, engaged, driven people? <laughs> or do your friends <laughs> sleep 16 hours a day and just wait for things to happen? They have a good balance of both. <laughs> so, and the reason I'm bringing this one up, and that this is part of the ebook, which I will give you the link for in the show notes, but but it's important to associate with people who are who have the same goal ideals as you do. So, think about who your closest relationships are. Do they motivate you? Uh, do they make you excited about your future success? So, here's one of the, the biggest motivational people, Tony Robbins. Okay. He's long emphasized the importance of surrounding yourself with people who practice the qualities you're shooting for or aiming for. Mm. His quote is, if we surround ourselves with people who are successful, who are forward moving, who are positive, who are focused on producing results, who will support us, it will challenge us to be more and do more and share more. If you can surround yourself with people who will never let you settle for less than you can be, you have the greatest gift anyone can hope for. Hmm. 
So if your goal is to be one of the best salesmen in the country, surround yourself with great salesmen. Right. Those qualities and and see what they do. Examine them. See, say, hey, what what do you do when you get home? What's your routine? How do you get motivated? Mm-hmm. What keeps you excited? You know, how do you talk to people? I mean, all of these things, it's it's free. It's free information out there for everyone. Right. So if you focus on people who have the qualities that you want, that's just going to help you because you're going to learn from them and, and they will keep you motivated as well. So let me ask you some questions as far as who you associate with. And, and one of the big things is also having mentors, people who can, who can share their knowledge, people who are ahead or maybe people who are at the level that you want to be and they're very willing to help you get there. Hmm. Mentors are also a fantastic source. So the questions are, do they support you? Do they have the same professional goals as you? Do they have the same work ethic? Do you feel challenged when you're with them? Do they encourage you to achieve and succeed? So so the whole bottom line here is to use the things around you to help you stay motivated and to help you push towards those goals that you have. And let's get back to the whole change part. We constantly have this inner dialogue in our minds. It's always telling us, bad things or good things. The dialogue may say to you, you know what, this is just too difficult. Or, you know, if you're, if maybe you're an aspiring writer and in your mind, you say to yourself, oh, my writing is just not that good. And when that happens over and over again, we talk about hypnosis and making change in thinking. When that happens over and over again, you're setting yourself up for that failure. You're setting yourself up that it is too difficult or that your writing is not that good. Mm. So to correct these negative thought patterns, you need to change that thinking. And that's the biggest thing in this show that we talk about. In fact, the whole tagline at my end at the end of the show is change your thinking, change your life. Start now to make these changes as far as how you think. And that's where motivation will start as well. Because if you have something, and we'll go back to the weight loss thing, if your goal is to lose 50 pounds, and in your mind, you're constantly saying to yourself, oh, that's impossible. It'll never happen. Then it won't happen. Right. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But when you do it and when you have these positive self-statements and these, this internal encouragement and you do it over and over again, this builds the habit. And motivation is just like that. Once you build the habit, you're just going to feel motivated. You're going to want to do more. And that just gets you to where you want to be as far as your goals and the things that you want to accomplish. Hmm. Sound good? Sounds wonderful. All righty. Thank you. So we are wrapping up here, people, with the secrets of motivation. In the show notes, you're going to see a link for my Secrets of Motivation ebook. A lot of the information we talked about in the last two shows are in there, along with a lot more information. The link will be in the show notes. I encourage you to pick that up. Uh, I think it's $4.99 on my site. Very cheap. Um, but but it's something that in, – and with this ebook also comes some specifics, like a chart uh, as far as scheduling goes. Um, a goals list, a goals chart where you can plot out exactly what you want to accomplish and a couple of other sheets that you can actually print and fill out that will keep you focused on what your goal will be. Sound good. So we're wrapping up next episode. We're going to talk about famous people who have used hypnosis. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I know a couple of shows we, we, we talked about sports performance and a couple of those famous people popped in. But we're gonna we're gonna widen that. We're gonna widen that umbrella oh, to all wonderful. kinds of famous people oh. who have used hypnosis. I, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing them. Yeah, that will be fun. 
So everyone out there, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I will see you next time.